Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. I was reading about Kim Kardashian. She has hired a male nanny and she says it's because she wants her children to have a constant male presence in their lives following her divorce from, from Kanye West. But male nannies are definitely more common now and why not as well? 1800 453 106 is the number. Sam McArdle is with me on the line. Sam, you work or you have been working with children. You've actually written a play, The Manny, detailing your experience. When did you start working as a nanny? Hey, Andrea, how are you getting on? Good. Yeah, so I would have started right uh, being working as a male nanny. Gosh, just after I got out of drama school in about 2013. And I just needed a kind of flexible, well-paid job whilst I was auditioning. And I got really lucky with the kids I worked with. And I worked with loads of different families on and off for a couple of years. Was it so, so it was sort of, it wasn't your, I suppose not full-time job isn't the right phrase, but it, 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 you, you sort of fell, fell into it really, Sam, did you? As a part-time. Well, it kind of, it became quite a full-time job because most actors spend their time bloody employed. So I would have worked there, you know, nearly all the time when I wasn't working as an actor. I kind of just fell into it really. Um, and yeah, I did it on and off pretty much for two, three years. You work with loads of different families, some were like teenage girls, some were five and ten year old boys where you're just playing WWE wrestling with them or you're cooking them dinner. So it would be so different depending on which family you got. Are you, you're in the UK, is that right? Yeah, I'm based in Hackney now. I've moved back over to uh, put the play on, the Manny. Okay. So is it like, you know, male nannies, do, are a lot of your friends working in that area? Is it, is it more common in the UK? I think it's much more common in the UK and I think it's probably much more common in general now. I remember in 2013 when I first started doing it, all my friends, especially back home, were like, what? You doing that? So it seemed like such a mad job. I think I was sent that scene from friends with Freddie Prince Jr. about 100 times. But I think it's probably a much more uh, common job now, I would say. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Why, like, why is there a, a stigma around it, Sam? I've no idea, really. I think it just it probably seems quite strange, the idea of, of getting in uh, a young man to be a babysitter for people's kids. Um, there's probably just some sort of antiquated notion that, you know, men shouldn't be looking after kids as much as they can, essentially. Um, but I think that's really been kind of deconstructed in the last couple of years. Mm. And I was really interesting when I was working um, as a manny, I met, I met a couple and the dad was telling me how, you know what, my wife earns so much more cash than I do. I'm actually going to become a stay-at-home dad. And he was the first person I'd ever met. who, And he was so relaxed in himself and he didn't seem in any way to be, you know, not that he should be, but he didn't seem in any way, you know, emasculated by, t- by taking that role. Um, and I think it's definitely much more of a, uh, uh, an accepted job now. Did you ever have, you know, experience um, any difficulty in, in getting work or getting jobs? No, you're quite lucky in a way because I signed up to an agency uh, and essentially you put your headshot up on the website and then all the mums just co- log on and just choose which money they want for the role. Simple so as that. I was, yeah, I was quite, yeah, I was quite fortunate to, 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 there was good work going, yeah. Um, Fiona O'Carroll, actress Fiona O'Carroll, Sam, is with us too. Fiona, better known as Maria Brown in Mrs. Brown's Boys. Uh, Maria, on male nannies, you, you ha- you've hired a male nanny. I did and I have done in the past, yes. Um, Alex is currently working with me at the moment. He's living with me and he is my third male uh, au pair at this stage. 
Um, I, on request of my boys, I've had a few okay. um, female au pairs over the years. And I suppose as I've gotten older, um, they just suggested one day, you know, is there any chance we could have a boy? And I was like, well, yeah, of course. But to be honest, anytime I looked around for getting au pairs, I never really came across any boys. It was always girls. So yeah. the option never really ho- never really popped into my head. It's pre- predominantly women, predominantly girls who are applying for positions. And I never really looked into getting a, a male au pair. So um, once I actually started filtering my search, I suppose, uh, specifically looking for boys, I realised that there was actually quite a lot of guys out there who wanted to mm. take on that role and um, were passed over so many times. So my first au pair was Franco and he was from Chile and um, he actually moved in with me just before lockdown. So he ended up staying with me for oh, nearly two years, right. two and a half years, just over two years. Yeah. And uh, we formed a really good bond and friendship with the boys and he became like a big brother to the boys. And um, when it came time for him to leave and his visa was up, he had to go home. Um, what was wonderful was that, uh, A, he came to me with zero English. He went home, uh, you know, fluent in English. Mm. Um, and, uh, and then he helped me find my next au pair. There's a few au pairs that will stay maybe six months. You'd be lucky to, if they stay for a year. And depending on their visas, uh, some would like to stay longer. So it just depends, you know. Yeah, but it was it was wasn't that you were you were um, you were not against the idea of having a male nanny. It was just, I suppose, due to who was available. It was mainly women that you had. But then once the option came up and the boy, well, the boys, as you said, the, the boys prefer, wanted uh, <laughs> Aladdin. Yeah, well, like for example, when when I when I hired Franco um, and he came to live with me. Um, he was a, an English student in Dublin and uh, I suppose one of the reasons for him at the time, he was actually a qualified engineer and wanted to improve his English to be able to move up in the workplace back in Chile. So he came to Ireland and studied English and he was living in a house. There must have been about 12 of them in the house and they were paying extortionate rents in a very small confined space, um, sharing rooms with about four to six other people. So he decided, you know what, I'm going to try and find a family to live with because it, it works out better, um, not only financially, but also when you're in an environment like that with other students, there's not much English being spoken. Um, they go to their English classes, but when they come back, then they're all conversing in their native language. So their English doesn't progress as quickly or as well. But I just liked him. And I think that's the most important thing when you're choosing an au pair in general is that you have to interview them, uh, whether whether it's by Zoom or Skype or in person if possible, and really get a proper feel for the person. And that's the kind of, that's the way I operate. You know, I, I need to meet the people first. I need to have a chat with them and just make sure that they're the right fit for my family. But uh, Franco was the perfect fit. But on paper, you wouldn't have picked him. You know, he had no experience with kids, although he did come from a large family and he had a lot of nieces and nephews. But having said that, he was so well-rounded and, you know, he cooked, he cleaned, he did DIY. He did absolutely everything. Yeah. You know, absolutely everything. And he was amazing with the boys. And I suppose he was into sports as well. So he was able to take the boys off to their sports after school and help with that. Because I've got four boys. And when you are a single parent of four boys, it's very difficult to be in two or three places at once. At once, yeah. And very often one of the kids has to suffer or has to be taken by another parent or, you know, you're constantly calling on people and friends to help you out. So the advantage of having the au pair there was amazing because it meant that there was a consistent uh, routine yeah. in place with the kids and they weren't disrupted. 
So Franco really fit in and he was absolutely fantastic. And then he helped me find ITOR. And it took me a long time to find ITOR because like that, there wasn't that many male au pairs applying for that position. And what I since found out from ITOR was that he must have applied, he reckons, to about 200 different families. He was originally in working in the bank. He was a qualified accountant working in finance, uh, came out of college, went straight into working in the bank and then realised that he didn't want that job. He didn't enjoy it. He didn't. It didn't give him any happiness. And although he was very good and highly qualified, he went on a, on a trip over to the UK, helping out as a supervisor with these large groups of Spanish kids going over to, uh, I suppose, like a school trip or whatever it was over to the UK. And he enjoyed it so much and loved being with the kids that he decided, actually, I want to I want to change. I want to work with kids. He since decided he wants to be a teacher. And he's currently now studying all of his VTAC levels because he just wanted to change careers. But obviously yeah. he had looked to work as an au pair previously, <laughs> Fiona. And I mean, if, like you know, he applied for that many positions. And so so people just didn't hire him. No, they, and they were very blunt. A lot of them were very direct. Um, you know, I'm very sorry, but we have uh, two little girls and we don't want a, 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 a guy uh, possibly having to bath our kids. Um, we don't want a, a guy in the house. And it was there was a whole stigma, I suppose, around having a boy in your home with young kids. It's hard, I suppose, for young guys who want to work in that field, having to face that mm. and be constantly judged um, unfairly just because of their gender. You know, so you you, you have had basically you've had, you've had three male nannies now over how many years? Um, I think now Aitra was with me a year and a bit. Alex has just started. With that. I say over the last four years, four yeah, and a half years, yeah. I've had three au pairs. And, and the funny thing is, is that, you know, uh, everyone just assumes that they're gay, you know. Right. <laughs> like it's an automatic assumption. Oh, okay. you're a male au pair. Oh, you must be gay. And it's like, well, no, actually, none of them are gay. Um, Franco's girlfriend actually came over and lived with me for a little bit. Uh, at which point then she found a family to work with and they used to meet, meet up at the weekends. Okay. Sam, though, you didn't, like, that, you know, your experience obviously was so different then. Holy moly, something I've got some competition on my hands. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I was quite fortunate, uh, Dave, so I would have, like, different kids um, and then in one instance, actually, I ended up working for the mother and father. They ran an event and PR company. So I'd work in the office during the day and then I'd go pick up the kids from school, get them home, cook them dinner, WWE wrestling, make sure they do their homework. Um, and then the teenagers would come in and cook those girls dinner. And then, yeah, so it was, it was quite different in that way. You have produced um, a play called The Manny to basically detail your, your experience working as a nanny. Tell us yeah. about it, Sam. So it's a black comedy about an Irish male nanny working uh, for rich single mums in West London. I wrote it over lockdown. I'd quit acting completely. I was working a nine-to-five. And there was something about lockdown that made me go, do you know what, I won't have a crack at this again. I'd quit acting completely, started writing the show, and then I ended up just quitting my job and moving back to London uh, to put it on. We ended up working at the King's Head Theatre there in January and then I ended up writing a TV pilot about it. But I've never acted in Ireland before and I always wanted to do it. So we've actually come home now. We're going to do it in Smock Alley. It's on in, gosh, is it two weeks yet. Yeah, November 13th we start. Good stuff. And yes, we're back here to do it. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, listen, Sam, thanks a million for, for joining us today on the programme. Sam McCardle there and Fiona O'Carroll um, as well. Um, 087 1400 106 is the number. I, like I want to talk to people. Why don't more people hire male nannies? 
Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. Some people take the straight path in life. But at Arizona State University, we respect your twists and turns. They make our online students more driven to excel in their professional lives. That's why our personalized suite of services empowers you with innovative resources and staff that sticks with you. Make your next turn with one of our 300-plus programs at ASU, number one in innovation for nine consecutive years. Visit us at asuonline.asu.edu to learn more.